Hello everybody and uh, welcome to None of the Above 2021. My name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. And uh, would you know we said that we weren't going to have an episode over Valentine's Day weekend but uh, um, then we found out that uh, Nickelodeon had actually dropped the uh, Kids Choice Award nominations. So um, obviously it is our yearly uh, you know uh, custom for us to uh, do None of the Above 2021 and uh, see if we're still hit with down with the kids. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, before but before we do that, I mean, there was other another piece of uh, uh, news that uh, unfortunately passed us by, and uh, unfortunately we didn't get to address, and uh, that is the uh, the sad news that uh, Dustin Diamond has uh, passed away at the age of forty four. Um, comes as a very big shock to all of us because uh, we only had just learned that he'd been diagnosed with lung cancer about three weeks ago and uh, so obviously he was uh, suffering through that and has sadly lost his battle and uh, you know and here's the thing about this though is that I'm not going to make a secret that uh, at least on the Aaron Meta show I mean obviously not on Aaron and Patricia that uh, we have been you know the Aaron Meta show with me and Harry I mean we've always been hypercritical of uh, Dustin Diamond at least in the later years of his uh, career but uh, I mean keep this in mind like he was Screech from Saved by the Bell and uh, we really appreciated his work uh, back in the day and uh, yes there was uh, you know backstage politics which I think we're all going to get into in the next couple of minutes and uh, yes there was other controversies that uh, you know, took place within his life and within his career but uh, you know uh, it is a very sad thing and also he leaves behind a trove of fans who you know uh, did respect what he did and uh, even loved him Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah so i mean i think just at this moment i think we're going to pay tribute to uh what i think is uh uh, you know someone who obviously is uh you know we touched the hearts of uh and uh, was a heartthrob himself pretty much and uh you know i start from the beginning that when his saved by the bell obviously first started i mean obviously the character of screech that dustin diamond played was supposed to be like your typical geek and uh, was yeah. supposed to be, you know, somewhat unlikable in that way. But, you know, as the show progressed, um, he became a sympathetic character and he became someone that, uh, you know, the audience obviously chose to be, you know, one of the iconic figures of the uh, of Bayside High. And to, you know, Dustin Diamond's credit to the way that he played the character, he obviously came far more interesting than, I would say, some of the other characters that were in the show. I think even some, some people would even d- d- just say that... Uh, he even, uh, you know, eclipsed Zach Morris himself as mm-hmm. uh, one of the main characters, and so, and that was, uh, I would say, uh, that's only natural talent that can bring, you know, uh, someone that who was really supposed to be kind of like, you know, the, the comic relief geek character to obviously be one of the, you know, the most the main uh, protagonists in the show. So right, and right. That was down to uh, to him. So, um, Patricia, any memories of Dustin Diamond you want to share? Yeah, sure. So I remember watching Saved by the Bell as a kid, and I remember um, watching through all the characters, and Screech was definitely a highlight in some parts. I mean, sure, that there were some moments in which he played himself a little bit annoying, but as you said uh, just a little bit ago, that he was able to become a more sympathetic character when he got older. And yes, you're absolutely right that there were some controversies involving with him. I'm sure that if anybody would know about his um, sex tape craze around the 2000s, as well as his appearance on Celebrity Fit Club, where he wasn't exactly nice. Uh, he did say some very tasteless and hurtful things to some of the contestants who were over there. Oh, I completely and forgot came- about that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. his skin with Celebrity Championship Wrestling when he was trying to get into the wrestling industry, and obviously that fell flat. 
I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I remember that. And obviously there was the knife incident as well, which obviously didn't help him. And, uh, yeah, so, and also there was, yeah, as you can mention, there was the sex tape. And uh, also there was the controversial behind the bell book as well. Which uh, yes, right, yeah. He claimed he had no, he had really no dealings with, except uh, there's a, you know a video of him like right reading excerpts of it. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's had his skeletons in the closet when Saved by the Bell had ended its run, and there were a lot of people who didn't like him. But uh, you have to understand that for um, you know for some cases it was played as like you know he was an actor and he was just trying to make his character interesting for people to watch and talk about while on the other hand he was going through his own personal issues and i can understand why people were just like not forgiving for the the stuff that he's done but nonetheless his death has been very sad considering that it just came all of a sudden and uh, we do give condolences for his family and his fans yeah and, uh, yeah, so, um, I think, uh, very sad that he's gone so early, and, uh, it really unexpected from all of us, and, uh, so we just, yeah, we do, uh, pay, you know, um, our prayers and sympathies do go out to his, uh, his uh, family, his friends, and all his fans. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on with the show. Uh, this is None of the Above 2021. So before we get into the nominations, let's highlight who was going to be the master of ceremonies, shall we say. And uh, I think the right choice, I believe, is Keenan Thompson. Absolutely. Uh, from what I understand, originally, I think Gal Gadot was supposed to be the host of the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. But they decided to move it over to Keenan Thompson, which I take it is partly due to the fact that uh, Keenan is going to be having his new series on NBC coming up. So that's a little way of uh, promoting his work as well as, I mean, come on, this is the guy who was in all that and Keenan and Kel and who's been uh, one of the more infamous Nickelodeon alumni next to Kel Mitchell, Lori Beth Denver, Danny Tamborelli, and recently Ariana Grande. So it makes a lot of sense that we do see, uh, you know, Keenan Thompson in there. I mean, when was the last time that we actually had a Nickelodeon star host the Kids' Choice Awards? I was going to say, every, it, seems, it almost feels like every year it seems to have been John Cena. Yeah, yeah. who basically had like a cameo in like the Fred movie and uh, that's basically been his somewhat involvement with Nickelodeon, really. Oh, God, no. But yeah, I mean, the last time that we were that personally I can recall of somebody who was, you know, working for Nickelodeon that was appearing there, I think was last year with Victoria Justice because she was in Victorious and Zoe 101. But other than those two, I mean, let's see, there's Rosie O'Donnell, who was in Harriet the Spy, but that was back in the 90s. And then everybody else, like you had Cameron Diaz and Mike Myers, Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Justin Timberlake, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin James, Will Smith, and various others who had no affiliations with Nickelodeon. So yeah, I mean, uh, next to um, Rosie O'Donnell and Victoria Justice, it's nice to see somebody else who was a former Nickelum you know, carry the torch to being a host of the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, you know, all the people who have like gone on to like you know fame and fortune after Nickelodeon. You know, I think um, I would like to see Nickelodeon like one day decide to do like a, a Nickelodeon Hall of Fame, like a Hall of Slime or something like that. You know, like uh, have like all like you know the Nickelodeon legends kind of like you know lined up saying, oh hey, you know this is what they were you know back in Nickelodeon days, and this is who they are now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would. I mean, they, I mean, there have been there. I mean, they did do a Hall of Fame award where they would give off trophies for people who were eligible to win the award, whether it be due to their athletics or their singing or their acting. But they haven't done that since two thousand. I think they need to bring it back. Yeah, I think they need to as well because. Um, you know, right now, I think Nickelodeon needs to, uh, I mean, right now, it's in, as we said, uh, you know, in the previous episode of Aaron and Patricia, they're in serious competition now with uh, Disney and uh, Cartoon Network and uh, the various other ones. And I think they need to kind of like remind everybody, look, this is who we produce and this is who, what they're doing now. And this is the reason why we're such a strong product. Yeah, and uh, and at least at, at one point, we do need to bring back the Lifetime Achievement Award. And they only did it once back in 2014, and they gave it to Dan Schneider. No. Oh. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 there's times where and I don't know if hey, Arnold fans want to get involved in this. I think you know, out of all the petitions I think we're doing right now, like season six and things like that, one position I'd like to see Craig Barlow getting a lifetime achievement blimp from the oh, Kids absolutely. Choice Awards. He definitely deserves. That. I mean, like, he was in. The, he was like on the. He was like one of the founding fathers of the Rugrats, and he was uh, also he he created Hey Arnold for crying out loud. You know, yeah. like uh, I think he deserves something out of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, maybe we'll, they will be giving like some sort of special award in this Kids Choice Awards, but as of right now, we don't know. Yeah, well, uh, well I think that should happen. So hey, Arnold fans, make it happen. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. All right then. Uh, well, enough about what we'd like to see. Um, shall we talk about what we're going to see? <laughs> sure. Cool. Okay. So we will first start off with the favorite kids TV show awards. So uh, Patricia, are you ready for the nominations? Yes, let's okay. do it. Um, okay, so it's uh, Alexa and Katie, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Danger Force, Henry Danger, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, what? And Hey Raven's <laughs> Home. Yes, uh, I am familiar with High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, because that is on Disney+. Plus. That sounds ridiculous. And I know. A series based off of High School Musical, um, okay, and they have like different characters, so... Sure. And Alexa and Katie, I think that's Disney Channel. And then we have Raven's Home, again, Disney Channel. And then we have, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is the miniseries, the one that came out last October, not to be confused with the 90s version or the one that's going to be coming out next month, which is the one that uh, Creepy and I discussed about last uh, Halloween, if you want to go check that out. And then there's um, Henry Danger and its spinoff series, Danger Force. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess, uh, I'm trying to think what we'll probably go for here. I mean, like, uh, unfortunately, I mean, like, I could probably imagine Henry Dangers probably might be able to take it again, maybe, because it, it Poss- took it last year. Possibly. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I, I, think- mean, I don't know, right now, if I, personally, I would say, if I looked at these, I probably would say, I'd probably say, are you afraid of the dark? Ha- have you seen it, by the way? Um, I've not seen it yet, no. Well, I have, and you know what? I mean, for a return to form, especially since it's been almost 20 years since the last episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark premiered on SNCC, it was a great return to form, and it was what I actually wanted, where the Midnight Society actually got to interact with what was going on in the um, anthology story as opposed to like them just telling the story. So uh, I actually thought it was really good, and I cannot wait to see uh, next month's um, new miniseries. So, yeah. if I were to choose a vote between these, I would choose the Are You Afraid of the Dark miniseries. Yeah. Do you know what I was afraid of a little bit? Like, uh, I don't know why, but I kind of got, got the idea of, like, you know, oh, they're going to bring back Are You Afraid of the Dark, but they kind of make it more like Goosebumps. You know? Uh, well, I, I would say that they are different 
we see with Goosebumps, um, it's more self-contained and the anthology parts of it are a little bit more wacky. While Are You Afraid of the Dark is definitely a little bit more serious with sometimes more severe consequences. I mean, even though that their presentations, if you were to look at it in its pure um, forms, it would kind of look the same. But um, I personally like the book version of Goosebumps as opposed to the TV series of Goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I'm really glad that all you've read the dark kind of like contained is like his original form, basically, and uh, and then gave it then some, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. All right, then. Um, moving on, uh, let's go to favorite family TV show. And the nominations are Blackish, uh, Cobra Kai, Fuller House, The Mandalorian, Stranger Things, and Young Sheldon. None of these are Nickelodeon shows. Yeah, which uh, I- I'm going to get into something a little later on, but I'm waiting for that kind of like that's, that section to pop up. So I'll, I'll get into that. But um, again, I'll probably go with none of the above. Like, uh, I've not seen any of these shows, to be honest with you. Mm, fair enough. I mean, if I were to choose personally, I mean, it would probably be a tie between Cobra Kai and Stranger Things because Cobra Kai, as you guys know, uh, was originally a YouTube Red series uh, right before it was moved over to Netflix. It is the continuation of the Karate Kid movies, Uh, more specifically Karate Kid 1 and 2. Uh, Part 3 features a completely different protagonist. So if you're into Karate Kid and you want to see what happens with Daniel-san and uh, the continuations of the kid from Cobra Kai, then uh, yeah, definitely go check this one out. And Stranger Things, I think it needs no introduction. Everybody knows about Stranger Things at this point. But The Mandalorian, um, I'm just starting to watch it, and it's really good. Uh, For all of the people who have issues with the, the new Star Wars movies, this series is actually starting to get people interested in Star Wars again. I, I think I even mentioned this... Um, before with a few friends of mine from school where uh, I was talking about how the Mandalorian really just ignited the fans of Star Wars again. It just reminded me of when people were just criticizing the prequels and saying how terrible they are. But then somebody was saying, well, at least we got Star Wars, the Clone Wars out of it. So it's like, I think that the problems that the movies has had, at least their series were able to follow up to it. Whereas in when the original movies came out and everybody loved those, the TV series had their issues. Like, uh, Ewoks or the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, great! Well, the Star Wars Holiday Special wasn't a TV series, thank God. I mean, like, uh, that, <laughs> that, I mean, that, yeah, that was that. And uh, so, I mean, in regards to, yeah, obviously the Ewoks, obviously was a really terrible, you know, Saturday morning cartoon show. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, as for like, it's it's hard to say uh, between those three, but um, yeah, as for what I personally would choose, I mean, I probably would choose maybe Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So, well, if I was uh, forced to choose one, maybe I'd go with Mandalorian, maybe. Because obviously, okay. I was back, so, okay. Yeah, I-, I would say that was a close second for me. Yeah, it's better than none of the above, I'll definitely tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, right. Favorite reality show? The nominees include America's Got Talent, American Idol, American Ninja Warrior Jr., Lego Masters, The Masked Singer, and The Voice. Uh, okay, so once again, we're in a similar situation in which a lot of these quote-unquote reality shows are just competitions. This isn't exactly a reality show. We're not talking about in kin to, like, the real world or anything like that. So these are, like, competition shows. And, um, hmm, let's see. Uh, four out of the six are singing. American Ninja Warrior Jr. is, like, game, you know, like, uh, athletics, and Lego Masters is building a bunch of Legos. So, it depends on which do you prefer. 
America's Got Talent, American Idol, and The Voice, um, they all have similar things in which they're involving with a lot of singing. Mass Singers, a very similar concept in which like the celebrities are dressed up in costumes and the judges are trying to guess who the singer is. Uh, at least America's Got Talent actually has more than just singing. You know, there's also performances and ventriloquism and stuff like that. Uh, so it does have a little bit more variety. Uh, American Ninja Warrior Junior. It's uh, it's like American Ninja Warrior, except children and young teens. And then Lego Masters is a competition about building Legos. So I don't know. I I I can't really decide. Uh, I think the Mass Singer might take it. You know, like okay. it, it's, it's generated a lot of buzz. I mean, like it a, has. Okay, there's the infamous episode with Sarah Palin in it. Okay, I do, I do admit that. But uh, I mean, uh, every time it uh, comes on TV, I always see it trending on Twitter. So. Oh uh, yeah. It, it- it's a huge trend on Twitter because people are always trying to guess on who the singer is with using the clues and listening to the singing voice and the variety. So, yeah, it, it was originally a show from South Korea that they brought over to America, and it's really kicked up. I think it's in its third or fourth season now, and people are still watching it. So if I were to choose, I'll probably choose that. Yeah. Okay, um, next one is favorite animated series. The nominees include Alvern and the Chipmunks, The Boss Baby Back in Business, uh, Lego Jurassic World Legend of Isla Numbla, uh, The Loud House, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Teen Titans Go. Okay, so... All right, so we have three Nickelodeon shows on for the nominations. So we have Alvin and the Chipmunks, SpongeBob SquarePants, and The Loud House. We have Boss Baby Back in Business, which is on Netflix. Teen Titans Go is on Cartoon Network. Um, Lego Jurassic World Legend of Isla Nublar. I don't know which network that's in. I'm not sure. But well, is that a Lego I, property? So I probably imagine it's... Uh, I'm trying to think, really. Um, I probably just imagine Lego just produces it, probably. Probably. Now, we know that SpongeBob has won this award multiple times every single year. But I'm just hoping that the Loud House wins this time. That's what I... I tell you what, babe. I'm actually feeling like maybe this is going to be the Loud House's year. I think. Yeah. I mean, we saw how much buzz that both the Loud House and the Casa Grandes has gotten. Uh, I mean, SpongeBob went off the air for that one day so that the Loud House and Casa Grandes can air their new episode. And this is not only just a push for the movie, but also the fact that people are just getting burned out on SpongeBob. Camp Coral isn't exactly lighting anybody's world on fire. Yeah, and it will also the the Loud House has the hype of the movie coming out soon. So I yeah. mean, like, I mean, here's the thing about this. I mean, right now in SpongeBob's future, I mean, we're not really got much to, anything to look forward to. But right now, the Loud House is going to go for its first, you know, motion picture. So, like, uh, there's there's something to be excited about about the Loud House right now. SpongeBob SquarePants is just kind of like you know, uh, you know, floundering at the moment. Well, I mean, they have their Camp Coral spinoff series, but, but yeah, who who's again? Who's excited for it? You know, not like, really. Especially, I mean, have you seen the posts on Twitter and social media where all the cartoon reviewers are looking at the poster of it and saying? Is it just me, or is this poster of Cam Coral looking like they want to promote Funko Pop figurines? Which, it does actually. I mean, looking at the characters, it does look like Funko figurines. It looks to me like uh, they're trying to say, you know what, uh, the Nick Jr. look is something to go for. You know, hmm. like, uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't look, I mean, the, it kind of reminds me of Baby Looney Tunes in a weird way. Mm. You know, like, uh, the, the, it just feels like this isn't for, like, you know, forget the 6 to you know 12 year olds. I mean, this isn't even for them. When you look at yeah. it, like it seems to be like for younger kids. 
from the looks of yeah. it. So, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to see where. I mean, I want to see a trailer and see if I can, and then I make a judgment call. But right now, it just uh, it doesn't look like it's really appealing to who you probably imagine would be fans of SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, there is a six minute clip of the first episode, and I saw it and. Wow. The animation looks like it's not even finished. I, I know what they're trying to go for. They're trying to give it the sponge out of water look in which you have that flashback where SpongeBob meets Gary for the first time. But it, it doesn't the animation doesn't look finished. And I have no idea what the continuity of it is, because I can understand that SpongeBob and Patrick being friends for that long because of Camp Coral and all that kind of stuff, but Sandy's in there and they are not supposed to meet until they're adults and Mr. Krabs is a camp counselor with a baby Pearl and Squidward is the camp counselor. It's weird. Yeah, it just it's uh, it kind of uh, you, I hate to say it, but do you kind of get like vibes of like, you know, uh, Angelica's school days? Oh, God, if, if it goes into the direction of Rugrats preschool days in which that only lasted for four episodes right before it was canceled, that killed the Rugrats franchise. So if this kills the SpongeBob franchise and the Loud House takes over, SpongeBob's done. I mean, we even yeah. mentioned that in Aaron and Patricia, where that whole day where SpongeBob didn't air on TV for the first time in 14 years. So, I mean, we, we even talked about the, the, the similarities of when SpongeBob was becoming popular to when Rugrats' uh, popularity was in its decline. So now we're definitely seeing the same thing happen with SpongeBob and the Loud House. Mm hmm. So um, the way I'm going right now, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a, uh, a leap of faith here and say that the Loud House is gonna take it. Me too. Okay. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, favorite female TV star. The nominees include Ella Anderson uh, for Piper Hearts in Henry Danger, uh, Millie Bobby Brown in uh, for playing Eleven in Stranger Things, uh, Candice Cameron Bohr who plays DJ Tanner Fuller in Fuller House. Uh, Camila Mendez, who plays Veronica Lodge in Riverdale. Uh, Raven Simone, who plays Raven Baxter in Raven's Home. Uh, Sophia Wiley, who plays Gina in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oof, I, I don't really know what to say. None of the above. Okay, then, our first none... Okay, our first none of the above. Yeah, okay. Um, favorite male TV star. The nominees include... Ian Armitage, who's Sheldon Cooper in Young Sheldon. Uh, Joshua Bassett, who plays Ricky in High School Musical, the musical series. Uh, Dylan Gilmer, who plays Young Dylan in uh, Tyler Perry's uh, Young Dylan. Uh, Caleb Malafin, who plays Lucas Sinclair in Stranger Things. Uh, Jace Norman, who plays Henry Hart uh, slash Kid Danger in Henry Danger and the Danger Force. And Finn Wolfhard, who plays Mike Wheeler in Stranger Things. I'm going to have to go with the same thing uh, for the female uh, TV stars. I'm going to say none of the above. None of the above. Okay. Cool. All right, then. Uh, so the next is favorite movie. The nominees include Doolittle, Hamilton, Hubie Halloween, Mulan, Sonic the Hedgehog, Wonder Woman, 1984. These choices suck. And there's not one Nickelodeon movie within them. I mean, what Nickelodeon movie would they put in there? Wonder Park? I mean, well, please. Rocco's Rocco Static Rocco Static Cling Invader Zim into the floppers. I mean, yeah, that's like... true. I, I mean, look at Hamilton. Hamilton is not even uh, a Nickelodeon movie. It's a it's um, a recording of a Broadway musical. Yeah, and... so let's go through them all. So, um, Doolittle. Um, not a Nickelodeon movie, as far as I'm aware. No. Hamilton, Disney Plus, uh, Hubie Halloween. Yep. Uh, don't know where that's from. Uh, Mulan, uh, 
Disney, Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> Sega, <laughs> and uh, you know Wonder Woman 1984. That's that's well, that's not that's not Marvel, is it? it's DC. But yeah, that's uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah. So I mean, come on, Nickelodeon, where's your movies? What are you yeah, producing? Exactly. What's Paramount Pictures doing at the moment? You know, <laughs> I guess not a lot if if they're not even putting their stuff out. Do you there, know? So. It kind of makes me a bit nervous for the Loud House movie because is that going to turn up in case in uh, KCH twenty twenty two when we next do none of the above twenty twenty two? That's I mean, true because I mean they didn't even nominate. You know, it's a wonderful sponge, which came out last year, but for America, like, uh, you know, for some reason, and I have no idea why, that's going to come out until March. So, yeah, not even the SpongeBob movie is even nominated this year. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm confused, Nickelodeon. I mean, like, uh, why are you rewarding your rivals? Um, I, I got okay. Now, now to be fair, Sonic the Hedgehog is a Paramount movie, so I guess this is their decision on doing it yeah, because it's, it's not nickelodeon though franchise is it though that's the only no thing it's get. it's not but i mean it was either that or i mean we have you know rocco's modern life static cling invaders image of the florpus and um then we have wonder park and that's pretty much it i tell you what, with all the human rights abuses that surround mulan i really hope that's not gonna win mm-hmm. i really hope not yeah, and I didn't hear a lot of good reviews about Doolittle or Hubie Halloween. And as for Wonder Woman 1984, I just hear a lot of mixed reactions to it. Erin uh, and I did talk about both Hamilton and Sonic the Hedgehog, so you can go hear our thoughts about it. So I guess it's just between these two, Hamilton or Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. I'll tell you what, I will go with Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Um, if, uh, if, I think you probably might do it. So, uh, I mean, maybe that's a possibility. So, um, yeah. And also, there's also the excitement around the se- around the second movie coming out, too. So, yeah, that that's for sure. So, um, all right, then. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite movie actress. The nominees include uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Enola Holmes in Enola Holmes. Uh, Gal Gavot, who plays uh, Diana Prince, Wonder Woman in Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Anne Hathaway, who plays the Grand High Witch in The Witches. Uh, Vanessa okay. Hooks in- I'm just going to stop I'm going to stop right there. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not doing that one. We're not going to vote Anne Hathaway in this movie. Oh, Listen yeah. to... No, we're not. Okay. Uh, Vanessa Hugden, in, uh, who plays princesses in The Princess Switch, switched again. Uh, if I'm Lou, who plays Mulan in Mulan. And uh, Melissa McCarthy, who plays uh, Carol Peters in Super Intelligence. I've got to be honest with you, Patricia. If I was forced to choose between Anne Hathaway and uh, If I Lou, I would choose Anne Hathaway 100%. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yes, I mean, at, at least Anne Hathaway didn't side with um, the Hong Kong police when it came to, you know, freeing Hong Kong from its totalitarianism uh, rule and movement. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like the equivalent of Anne Hathaway siding with the Proud Boys. You know, it's like, yeah, I think uh, in, in regards to like all these, mind too, even though I, we have that in mind, I mean, I would still probably say with none of the above. Pretty much uh, yeah. for this right now, I'll, and with Anne Hathaway, uh-huh. like you know, um, it, it, actually, we couldn't take her seriously in that performance. Nope. You know, like, uh, and apparently she was supposed to be the highlight of the movie. And to. it didn't work. No. So, yeah, none of the above. None of the above. 
Yeah. Okay, well, this one actually might be more interesting. So this is favorite movie actor. The nominees include Jim Carrey for Dr. Robotnik in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Robert Downey Jr. for Dr. John Doolittle in Doolittle, uh, Will Farrell for uh, Lars Eriksson in the Eurovis Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Alexander Hamilton in Hamilton, uh, Chris Pine for Steve Taylor in Wonder Woman 1984, and Adam Sandler in uh, Hubie Dubois in Hubie Halloween. All right, then. So, uh, unlike Anne Hathaway's portrayal in The Witches, Jim Carrey's performance as Dr. Robotnik was probably the highlight for the both of us. Yeah, I think we're going to go with Jim Carrey in this one. All right, then. Whether he's going to win, I don't know. But uh, Mm, That's going to be hard to say because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Pine won or if Lin-Manuel Miranda won. But, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. I think Wolverine Downey Jr. is probably going to take it. Um, I haven't seen Doolittle, so I can't really say. Well, but it's, I heard... keep in mind, babe, it's a popularity contest, so they'll vote for Robert Downey Jr. regardless, because he's Iron Man. So Yeah, but but this is not for Iron Man, this is for Dr. Yeah, Doolittle. Yeah, but they, you, I think we've got to be careful. I think we've got to keep in mind, this This is Nickelodeon fans voting for this. So, like, uh, I think they'll just be kind of like, oh, hey, he's Robert Downey Jr., let's just click the button. You know. Okay, I guess I guess that's true, especially for maybe like really young kids who can't read very well, and they see Robert Downey Jr. and they automatically think Iron Man. Yeah. So yeah. So hey, Patricia, do you want to hear another rant? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're about to go into favorite animated movie, and do you want to hear the oh, nominations? God. Yes, let's do so. Okay, Onward, a Disney Pixar movie; The Croods, a New Age; a DreamWorks movie; Phineas and Ferb the movie; Candace, Candace Against the Universe, a Disney movie. Uh, Trolls World Tour, a DreamWorks movie; Scoob, a Warner Brothers movie; and Soul, a Disney Pixar movie. Do you know what's missing in this Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards? A Nickelodeon movie. Yes. Where I- is SpongeBob? Where is Rocco's Modern Life set at Clink? Where's, where's Invader, Invader Zim? Zim? Enter the floor. Yeah, where's Invader Zim? I can understand Wonder Park, why it's not there, because that movie sucked, but where is SpongeBob? Talk about not like, having faith in your own product. I know, right? Well, I mean, uh, are you, tra- you look at this list. I mean, like, uh, if you want to watch Onward, you're going to go to Disney+. Plus. If you're going to watch A Cruise in New Age, you're going to do Netflix, aren't you? Or is uh, where, where are DreamWorks films now? Um, I think DreamWorks films nowadays are either in Hulu or in, they're in Peacock. Okay, so you either go to Hulu or you're going to go to Peacock. Phineas and Ferb the movie, you're going to go to Disney+. Plus. For Trolls World Tour, obviously, you're going to go to Hulu again. Scoob, yeah, I mean, are you going to go to Netflix for that or uh, even go on YouTube for that, maybe? Yeah, like, you go to YouTube for that one. Uh, yeah, and Soul, you go to Disney+. Plus. Like, what's the point of going to Paramount+, Plus? what's the point of going to CBS All Access? Like, you yeah, know, there's, uh, like, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to put... Uh, you know, it's a wonderful sponge there, then you're gonna not, you know, represent yourself fully because, once again, other than best animated uh, series, there's no Nickelodeon, uh, you know, um, highlight for any of your, their animated product, uh, products. So, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, uh, you talked about before that, uh, you know, Nickelodeon's obviously was, uh, you know, was didn't have faith in SpongeBob SquarePants because they took him off for a day. Like, well, the fact that they're not even nominating him for an animated movie. Like, what, yeah. what does that say? That's not very good. No. I, I mean, that would be an easy win if they put in It's a Wonderful Sponge there. Okay. But no, I, I guess they really didn't have the fate to put in there. And they didn't have the fate to put Wonder Park in there either. And that's their own Nickelodeon movie property. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if I had to choose, I'd obviously go for Soul. Because it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's like the default choice because 
We thought that Onward was okay. Trolls World Tour, while it was better than the first movie, was still not very good in a lot of things. Scoob, personally for me, was a massive disappointment. And I know that we are overdue for discussing about The Crude's A New Age, but the reason why we delayed it was because Aaron uh, couldn't see it because it wasn't released in the UK, but it will sometime this month, so we will talk about it at some point. And I know I have to get around talking about Phineas and Ferb, the movie Candace Against the Universe, so I'll get to that eventually. Yeah. So, I mean, if we have to do process of elimination, I mean, there's part of me that believes a Trolls World Tour might win it. You know, like, Ugh, you know, I hope like, not. I, well, here's the thing about this. Bob was pretty cool. Bob got us through yeah. that movie. Like, Yeah, uh, but that was like one character out of like how many characters that we enjoyed in Soul? Yeah, I've got to be honest with you, though. Like, if uh, if DreamWorks turned around and said, oh, wait, we're going to do a spin-off movie with Bob and do rock trolls, you know, and they decided to, like, include, like, every legendary rock figure, you know, celebrity in it, you know, like Kiss and, like, you know, ZZ Top and, like, ACDC and, uh, you know, well, an excuse, and also Tenacious D, an excuse to have a Jack Black in a DreamWorks film again. Like, you know, I'd, I'd watch that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, do rock trolls. I'd, 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 I'd watch the shit out of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. So, um, favorite voice from an animated movie. The nominations are uh, Tina Fey, who's 22 in Soul, uh, Jamie Foxx, who's Joel Gardner in Soul, uh, Anna Kendrick, who's Poppy in Trolls World Tour, uh, Chris Pratt, who's uh, Barley Lightfoot in Onward, uh, Ryan Reynolds, who's Guy in The Croods A New Age, Emma Stone, who's uh, Eep in The Croods uh, A New Age, and Justin Timberlake, who's Branch in Trolls World Tour. And I'm disappointed. You know, the voice actress in Barb, who played Barb in Trolls World Tour, doesn't get a mention? Nope, oh, apparently not. She's the one who carried the movie. You know, like yeah. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I I was very surprised at Justin Timberlake's you know uh, 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 uh you know evolution from like you know uh, pop star to like you know quite convincing actor. He is a good actor. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, you know, I think out of uh, mind you, I wouldn't choose him over Jamie Fox. I think Jamie Fox is phenomenal. I definitely liked him in Django Unchained, but uh, right. definitely definitely Joel Gardner in Soul. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, yeah, if I had to choose between at least two of them, I'd probably either go with Jamie Foxx or I'd go with Justin Timberlake. So. Okay. What about you? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Okay, so I think we're definitely going for Jamie Foxx in this one. All right, so. then. Yeah. Okay, uh, favorite female artist. Uh, the, nom uh, the nominees include Ariana Grande, Beyonce, Billie Eilish, Katy Perry, Selena Gomez, and Taylor Swift. That's tough. Yeah, that is tough, actually. Um, and also, it's like, I wouldn't say none of... I wouldn't dare say none of the above, because all of them are very talented. Yes, so. they are. I, yeah, I mean, I, even though that there are some songs that I don't really care for, depending on, you know, what the song is and who the artist sings it, but they're all really talented in their own ways. Yeah, and I'm really torn as well, because I'm either going to get... I, I don't know whether to decide between Ariana Grande and Billie Eilish. Mm. I like both of them. You know, Ariana yeah, Grande is like she's my she's my Mancunian sister. Like, come on, like you know, they gave her the, they gave her the freedom of the city. You know, uh, <laughs> and like uh, then Billie Eilish, like she she's like she's like what reason why I kind of silently got to go back into pop music again. You know, she was the anti-pop. Right. You know, she was cool, and uh, you know, people disliked her because she was like uh, they expected her just to be the person who like just like, like drove into the metal scene like Poppy like Poppy did. But you know, mm -hmm. she's still hanging in there, and uh, you know, uh, and also she did No Time to Die. For the James Bond movie, so yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, Ariana Grande. I've not really liked her newer stuff, but I do like Billie Eilish's newer stuff. So maybe I'll probably will go with Billie Eilish. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, what about you? 
Uh, probably the same. Okay, so we're going with Billie Eilish, so uh, let's see what happens with that. Okay, uh, favorite male artist. The nominees include Drake, Harry Styles, Justin Bieber, Post Malone, Shawn Mendes, and The Weeknd. I, I really don't know for this one. Um, I'm going to go with Post Malone, just because I like to you know, Spider-Man under uh, you know, the universe. Yeah, so. Okay, then. All right, then that's fine. Spider-Verse. So, uh, yeah, because Post Malone's really cool. So, okay. Okay. I like The Weeknd as well, but uh, yeah, Post Malone's kind of my guy. Probably my okay, role. then. Yeah, Definitely not Justin Bieber, though. So. <laughs> my friend might take an issue with that because he's actually fun of Drake so uh, yeah I'll probably get some oh. comments about that if, <laughs> if you listen to this episode anyway okay okay uh, favorite music group uh, the nominees include Black Eyed Peas uh, Black Pink uh, BTS Jonas Brothers Maroon 5 and One Republic mm. I, I mean yeah Jonas Brothers has made a major comeback over the past year and so have BTS, Maroon Five, and One Republic. Why did Maroon Five go? Know that Why did Maroon Five go away? Like, you know, they, uh, well, I mean, I know a lot of people. They know about Adam Levine, but they don't know about all the other members of Maroon Five. But um, yeah, now Maroon Five is like really started to come back. And as for uh, One Republic, uh, you know, uh, you know, once again, they are starting to come back over a, uh, over for the past year. I've never even heard of Blackpink, and uh, I didn't even know Black Eyed Peas even made a comeback. Yeah. Although I see from the from the looks of the the picture here, I don't see Fergie. Yeah, well, I didn't Fergie leave the group to like pursue her own thing. Yeah, I think see, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah, and then see that really lousy like uh, watching my Star Spangled Banner like a the. Oh, uh, I remember. That's horrible. What was yeah, she thinking? Was... I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this this is the it's the you know the most patriotic thing that you do at a sports event. It's not a freaking sleaze club. Come on, <laughs> oh, grief. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now we have to make a debate on which one was like the worst singing of Star Spangled Banner, Fergie's or Roseanne yeah. Barr. The one thing I, I don't want to discount though is that uh, you know we've heard about the K-pop stands and like you know the whole memes and things like that. You know I kind of think BTS might get a boost from that. So uh, I don't know, like uh, hmm, just for fun, I'm just gonna go with BTS and see where we go with that. So, all right then. Okay, what about you? Uh, it's really hard to say because, um, I could go for BTS as well because I have listened to some of their music and it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Jonas Brothers and One Republic are also looking pretty good too. So yeah, I guess I'll probably just choose BTS. Yeah. I'm quite surprised that the Jonas Brothers come back. Like, uh, I mean, that'd, oh, be, yeah, that'd, I, that'd be pretty phenomenal if they get another blimp after like years of being like inactive. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, they uh, they came back over the past year. They made their major comeback in SNL. They were in all that in their first uh, revival episode. So yeah, they, they're starting to make a splash again. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when everyone was making jokes in like their like internet reviews, like saying, "Oh, hey, they're gonna have longevity, like the Jonas Brothers," and like you know, because uh, they all thought they were just gonna like, go away, and never come back again, and here they are, they're back. You know, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That pretty much dated every single like internet reviewer who made a joke, who made a passing joke about uh, um, Jonas Brothers no, never coming back. You know. Yeah. So. Well, now they need to think of another boy band that they can put in there that will instantly, um, you know, stand the test of time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one direct. Uh, big no, Big Time Rush. Maybe Big Time Rush because you know what? They... Maybe with the fact that the fact that you know there's more ability now thanks to social media and the thanks to, you know, thanks to the internet that you, at least if you you know go out of the mainstream at least you still got an ability to like you know have a following online. Like uh, I think that's probably what's keeping the longevity of bands going. 
know? Yeah. Like, like uh, I, I wouldn't have never expected for, uh, I don't know, like, let's just say um, Hanson, for example, that people are still following Hanson, even though that they were known for that one hit wonder in the 90s. But then they're like, oh, what is Hanson up to? And then they find out that, oh, they're still playing music together and they have their own families and doing well. So, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, listening to, you know, their music on the Internet, uh, you know, pretty much keeps them alive. Yeah. And like uh, there was uh, I know you ever did you ever heard of Sophie Alex Baxter? No. No. Okay. She was a British uh, woman who was uh, who was an artist, and uh, she kind of like fell by the wayside for uh, for a long time, and then all of a sudden, I discovered her on Twitter, and she's doing like the uh, the kitchen karaoke show on online. Mm. It's, it's got a significant amount of following, and it's even like you know picking up a local news, you know. So like wow. uh, the, the the you know social media is keeping people going. Like uh, you know, it just it's uh, it's incredible, and like you know, she's giving people significant amounts of fandom after they've you know, like you know, it's just keeping things going. It's amazing. You know? Awesome. Yeah. Okay, um, favorite music collection. Uh, the nominees are Be Kind by Marshmello and Helsey, uh, Holy by Justin Bieber featuring Chance the Rapper, uh, Ice Cream featuring Blackpink and Selena Gomez, uh, Lonely featuring uh, Justin Bieber and uh, Benny Blanco, uh, Rain on Me featuring Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, and Stuck With You featuring Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. Okay, so uh, if, we, if we were to look at this, so that means that we have Ariana Grande in two songs justin bieber is in uh is it yeah he's in three songs as well he has half a chance of winning a blimp at the moment in favorite music collection (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah i mean that's kind of i mean so regardless of which song wins uh lady gaga uh no ariana grande has at least maybe a 27 percent percent chance of winning and justin bieber has at least a possible 50, 50% chance. Yeah, 50 chance of winning. So, uh, yeah. So, I think we safely say uh, maybe Justin Bieber, maybe Ariana Grande, or, or both of them could potentially leave with a blimp. So, uh... <laughs> possibly, because there's that song stuck with you. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Um, favorite song uh, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, uh, Cardigans by Taylor Swift, Dynamite by BTS, Tootsie Slide by Drake, uh, Wonder by Shawn Mendes, and Yummy by Justin Bieber. Hmm. Mm. I'll go with Blinding um, Lights by the weekend. Okay. I think. Yeah, I know I know it's a BTS was probably saying it before, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, Blinding Lights was quite a good, quite a quite a fun song. Yeah, so. yeah, it is a fun song. Yeah, okay. Okay. Favorite global music star. The nominees are BTS for in Asia, uh, Savannah Clark in Australia, David Guetta in in Europe, uh, Master KG in Africa, Taylor Swift in North America, and Sebastian Yetra in Latin America. Wow. Uh Hmm. I know a lot of people are either going to vote for either Justin Bieber or BTS for this one. Oh, Justin Bieber's not in this. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Not not Justin Bieber. Um, They're going to definitely either vote for BTS on this one or... um, Well, who was the American singer again? Uh, Taylor Swift. She's North American. Taylor Okay, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Taylor Swift. Um, Yeah, I guess it would probably be either one of the two because, you know, they're both really well-known in the mainstream. Uh, Unless... I just think think that, uh, you know, keep in mind, this is an internet pulse, and keep in mind that, you know, it was uh, K-pop stans who helped, uh, you know, uh, kind of like empty out Trump's, uh, you know, uh, first... You know, uh, stadium arena back. You know, during the election, so they're pretty active online. Whether they're more active than the Taylor Swift fans, I, I'm not entirely sure. But I wouldn't. I would be a. a I would be a fool if I was going to bet against BTS not winning his winning this thing. All right then. You know. So we made our decision. Okay, BTS. Okay. Um, favorite female social star. Oh, what a. Uh, this is more like a 
participation award, if anything. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, fa- okay. Uh, favorite female social star. The nominees include Emma Chamberlain, uh, Carly D'Amelio, uh, Gamer Girl, Addison Ray, Jojo Siwa, and Maddie Ziegler. Um, mm. It being it being the Nickelodeon thing, I think JoJo Siwa probably might take it. I don't know. Yeah, probably for sure because she is, you know, part of the Nickelodeon crew. I mm-hmm. mean, wow, she's actually part of the Nickelodeon crew nominated for the Kids Choice Awards. What a concept! Yeah, what a concept. I think uh, I don't know. Is this just like has JoJo Siwa actually won a Kids a KCA yet? Or uh... I don't. Maybe she has. I don't remember. Maybe this is what they're doing. Like, okay, let's just take all these random people and let's just throw Jojo Siwa in there. And let's show that. She's she's a definite shoe in for winning that. Surely. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be funny if she didn't win it. <laughs> Actually, the uh, as for her, I, mean, I don't even know who any of these people are, to be quite honest. Gamer so Girl's a Twitch I... streamer. I well, I. Oh, oh I, okay. Gotcha. Uh, duh. <laughs> 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 okay, I don't know about the other ones either. Yeah, so I think we're going to go with Jojo, I think, on that one. I think probably sure. to win it. Okay. All right, favorite male social star. Uh, the nominees include uh, James Charles, uh, Jason Derulo, uh, David Doblick, uh, Mr. Beast, Ninja, and Ryan's World. Oh, God. Why do they put Ninja in here? Is he just like a ninja? Like, just like your stereotypical, like, you know, <laughs> ninja, like, out of, like, you know, the Revenge of Sunobi. <laughs> 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 Not with that color hair. But no, I actually have heard of Ninja because when I was doing, um, you know, coverage for Live and Wire, you know, this is the same guy who wouldn't allow his wife to uh, join him on streams because he didn't want any of his viewers to like look at her to try to hit on her or, you know, saying, you know, to parents uh, for, you know, the kids who were influenced by his streams and acting negatively. And he was saying, go be a parent and actually, you know, attend to your kids as opposed to them tending to me or something like that. Ooh, so yeah, I, I have. If he's got baggage yeah. around him, I don't think he's going to win the KCA. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I have heard about this guy, and I haven't seen his work, but uh, all the stuff that I have seen when it came to giving Decker the news for YouTube stuff, it hasn't been very good. Um, as for Ryan's world, I mean, yeah, Ryan is definitely going to win this one because he is uh, having his own Nickelodeon show called Ryan's Toy Reviews, or Ryan's World, as and it's called right here, where, you know, he's like an eight-year-old or nine-year-old kid who talks about toys, and... He is like the youngest, richest YouTuber out there. He makes over like almost a billion dollars. He has made more money since, you know, even more than PewDiePie. He is that popular. And as for Mr. Beast, um, I do know about his stuff. I mean, he's always doing stuff for charity. So I am familiar with uh, the stuff that he does. I'm not familiar with his content, though. So if I were, I guess we'll do with the same uh, situation with JoJo, in which they're probably going to choose Ryan. Probably, but uh, I'm going to go with none of the above because I have no idea who any of these people are. All right, then. Okay. Right, uh, favorite female sports star. The nominees include uh, Simone Biles, uh, Alex Morgan, uh, Naomi Asuka, uh, Candice Parker, uh, Megan Raponi, and Serena Williams. Right then, well, uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, hmm. I mean, a lot of people know who Serena Williams is, and a lot of people also know about Simone Biles as well. And um, hmm, as for which to choose from, that's kind of hard to say. I think I'm going to go with uh, Serena Williams just because people know her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, favorite male sports star. Uh, the nominees include uh, Tom Brady, uh, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lionel Messi, and Russell Wilson. Then, so 
Okay, we got a few basketball, football players. I, I, I think so. this one's pretty obvious, I think. I think this is to get the hype train going amongst Space Jam, and I think people will probably go with LeBron James, I probably imagine. Yeah, I probably imagine that too. Yeah, there's a lot of hype among Space Jam right now. And, uh, did you see that anyone, is true. Did you see everyone go like crazy over like half a second of footage over it as well? What? Like, uh, yeah, did you see that? Like, uh, uh, what should we call it? The uh, LeBron James like released on Instagram like you know a small snippet of like uh, of Space Jam, like uh, a character like going flying up into the roof into the roof of the stadium, and it was like uh, everyone was going nuts over it because it was like it was the first proper like look at Space Jam. So huh. yeah, interesting. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I think there's a lot. Of, well, obviously, there's going to be a lot of hype around Space Jam because everyone's nostalgic for like the original movie. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so we're going to go with LeBron James on that one. Yeah, might as well. Okay, right. Um, this is the last one, and I got to be honest with you, it was a tough one. Uh, so this is favorite video game, and uh, the nominees include Among Us, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Fortnite, Minecraft, Pokemon Go, and Roblox. Mm, that is really tough because a lot of these games are really popular with the kids right now. Yeah. Tell you what, um, I'm going to do this uh, somewhat scientifically. So, Patricia, go with me on this, okay? So, okay. Um, Roblox, I'm not familiar with, so I'm going to rule that out. Uh, Pokemon okay. Go, I think, has fallen in popularity, so I'm going to rule that one out. Uh, All right, then. Among Us was kind of made popular because AOC streamed it. And uh, so, I think, and obviously, it was like a couple of years old before then, so. Um, I'm only going to go with that. I think it's got like a niche audience, I think, just right now. So I'm just going to rule that one out as well. I'm going to rule out Animal Crossing New Horizons because while every... Well, here's the thing about this, though, before everyone starts jumping on me. The Nintendo Switch has been phenomenal. I'll give everybody that. But I think the vast majority of people also own Xboxes and Playstations as well. And I think, you know, the, the Nintendo Switch, I think, is only a certain part of the, of the market here. I think in regards to the KCAs. So I'm going to not give that one much of a go either. So that leaves two. So it's either Fortnite or Minecraft. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Minecraft has been around for over a decade, and Fortnite has been around for a couple of years now. Uh, Minecraft is, you know, creating, making worlds, customizing things, going through a long series of lands. Fortnite, there's a lot of customizable weapons and a, a fun lore with a lot of characters and such. So And guest characters as well, because Wolverine's in there too. Right, there you go. So, yeah. mm, they they each have their own merits. I'm gonna go with Fortnite. I was gonna go with Minecraft. Oh, interesting. So, well, I guess you and I will find out soon enough when uh, we finally I get guessed. the uh, results of the Kids Choice Awards. So, uh, yeah. All right, all right then. Okay, and uh, obviously, I think one thing we kind of know of it's gonna have a bit of a different dynamic. I mean, don't you don't get me wrong. The KCAs, yeah, last year also took place during the pandemic as well, and obviously, so they had to do things with video phones and things like that. So I think no doubt that'll be kind of the same thing. So interesting to see uh, what Keenan can do in a in a in a studio all by himself, I guess. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But okay, I mean, obviously, I didn't mean to put a downer on that, but uh, yeah, I think, um, or, I guess, the, I mean, this is probably the year where we said, you know, uh, not said none of the above all that much, really. So uh, Yeah, it's actually a surprise, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, then, everybody. Well, those are our picks. So we will uh, look at Bated Breath uh, with the Kids' Choice Awards, hosted by Keenan Thompson. So until then, my name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. Take care, everybody, and we will see you for Aaron and Patricia in a week and a bit's time. All right, see you later.